Shut up and sit down. Ladies and gentlemen, I, one of your hosts, Eric, would love to welcome you to a special edition of Third Shift. It's our yearly Game of the Year Awards! Today, with me, is always, is the famous, awesome, spectacular, king of editing sometimes, but not anymore usually, Mr. Matt! Hey, I'm the editing king on the blooper reels. Don't anybody forget that. <laughs> I am, look at that. So I, I still maintain my crown. So what's up? I'm here. I'm I'm ready. I'm hyped. I'm enjoying researching back through my catalog in my mind going, what did I play this year that was really awesome? Oh, there's that and 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 that. But it's not only me. It's not only you. No, no. Because you know what? You heard a giggle, <laughs> right? a special guest. <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all heard a giggle. Matt, did you hear a giggle? I think perchance I have heard a giggle. Hmm. Who is it, Matt? What what kind of person giggles on this podcast? <laughs> One that doesn't show up on this podcast very often. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a Danny with yep, us today. A Danny has appeared. To share her games. <laughs> yes, giggles are the harbinger of Danny. So a Danny has appeared. How's it going, Danny? Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. I'm glad hey, to be you. here. <laughs> I have three Good. games I can talk about. <laughs> Perfect, because you know what? We do our three favorite games of the year. Look at that. <laughs> it's coincidence. You play three, and you get three. <laughs> yep. Perfect. You know, so you didn't have to sit there like you know myself or Matt and really just go, okay, what are my games of the year? Really, let me just think about this and then have to push a couple of them out, throw a couple back in. You didn't have to do any of that. No, I just had to decide which of my three were... First, second, and third. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. That's a challenge. Nice and easy. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Danny not having to you know, pour through a whole bunch of games, how about some honorable mentions, Eric? I know you've got, you've got to have some. I've got a bunch. Holy cow. Well, I guess we'll start off right there. That sounds perfect. Hmm. Man. Honorable mentions. Well, I'm going to give you my top honorable mention first. You know why? Because okay. it is amazing, and this one crept onto the list and it crept off the list and it crept onto the list and it crept off the list <laughs> and that was super mario and rabbit's kingdom battle because that game was you fantastic actually got the title right i can't believe it <laughs> look at that see mario versus rabbit 64 and 64 <laughs> world <laughs> it's not my fault it's complicated it's not my fault that there's mario's and mario 3d's and odysseys and worlds i don't it's too much for me man it gets confluted in my brain. This one, it fought for it fought for one of the top three for me, so it's definitely got the top honorable mention. And then just real quick, I would say Fortnite's going to be on there because that was a ton of fun. I still play it, obviously, to this day. Do the Battle Royale mostly. I don't do too much of the Save the World anymore, but I do enjoy the Battle Royale a whole bunch. I love hiding in buildings and standing there and talking to you or myself. Until I win or get in the top ten and I feel real accomplished about it. It's really cool. Yep. <laughs> oh, and then last but not least, I guess, hmm, God, this one's the toughest. 
I'll just have to give a shout out to Zelda Breath of the Wild because you know what? Nice. It is a masterpiece. It's an undeniable masterpiece. But because of its open world, do whatever you want, it's hard for me to get up in there and get into the enjoyment of it. I understand why it's amazing. I get it. I see it. I still love it, but I don't love it because I don't like not being given a task. It bothers me. And then I end yeah. up screwing up, and you know we've heard the story a million times. So I'll give that an honorable mention, and I know everyone's <laughs> going to go nuts and psycho. Oh, that's, a, that's a top one, Brad. And I get it. I understand. Okay? Just not for me. <laughs> okay. So I think as far as honorable mentions for me, since you did throw it out there, I'll throw in Fortnite for the opposite reason that you gave, because I don't really like Battle Royale, but I do enjoy Save the World. And that was a, you know, we had a good amount of fun with that this year, especially with the Halloween DLC when that came out. It was cool to kind of dig back in and see the new different area they they created for that. Uh, let's see. Also, honorable mentions this year. Got to give one to Agents of Mayhem, my boys from Volition and uh, Deep Silver and all those guys from the Saints Row series. You know, not the best game I've played this year, but it was fun, and it's the one I've come closest to platinuming. So, I mean, there's something for you right there. And then two other quick hit honorable mentions. I will say the Witcher 3 expansions, Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine, both were fantastic. I still haven't beaten Blood and Wine, but... There's so many things you can do in that expansion that you can't do, A, in Witcher 3 by itself, or B, in any other game of this type. Just so many cool and interesting and fun side quests. And then last honorable mention, it's going to be Steins Gate Zero, because I love visual novels. I love sci-fi visual novels. I love time travel. I love like conflicting timelines and all when you make a make a change, it splits the timeline off, and now you don't know who's who and who's doing what and what's really going on. That was all up in that game. Loved that game. Had a bunch of fun with it. So the, there's my honorable mentions right there. Awesome. Danny, let's see. What are your honorable mentions? Oh, never mind. Because you only <laughs> played three games. Pl- playing with cat and playing with baby. <laughs> baby Island Paradise. That's true. I, I mean, I guess the only one I could say is uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Oh, my goodness. You there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I picked it up for a little bit, but I I have since deleted it from my phone. Yeah. Oh, I've done Just the too same. much upkeep. <laughs> Farewell, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Farewell. You provided me with two days of entertainment. I can only make so many animal friends. <laughs> the one person who told me, oh, man, you got to get it on your phone so me and Howard can be your friends in fake life in addition to real life. Now you've even deleted it. Yeah. Come on. You knew I wasn't going to last in that game. No, I know. <laughs> Eric, log on constantly to make me do those stupid things. I don't have. I don't even look at my phone for important things. I'm not going to log mm. on and look at stupid that's, things. That's true. Hey, dude, I tweeted about Catherine. What? When was that? Use your phone. Exactly. You should know this. <laughs> uh, now, I know I already gave my honorable mentions, but I do want to shout out one game, and I don't know where it falls for me. And that's Bulletstorm, full clip edition. Because when this hit, I played the hell out of it. I mean, I played the hell out of it. I played through Duke Nukem's thing, laughing my butt off. I had a good time. I came to it willingly, had a bunch of fun. And then I played through it again in its normal edition. And then beat it again and uh, still enjoyed the hell out of it. So Mm -hmm. it it doesn't quite get where it needs to be to be in my top mentions. But I did want to say that that one is one that got me to come downstairs and play every night for like two weeks straight. And that doesn't happen too often. So 
just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I'll back you up on that because especially in that one, hey, we got into the anarchy mode. You and I were completing all kinds of challenges, doing all the waves, you know, drinking a lot of beers and screwing up the the skill shots, just having a grand old time. That was that was our jam for about a good solid month, just in multiplayer, mm-hmm. and then additionally single player on top of that. Yeah. So I did want to I want to give a little recognition to that, but they need to get that jump in the next one. Remember, guys, jump. It's important. Double jump. <laughs> or double jump's even better. Get a jetpack, because everybody loves jetpacks. That's true. Science. Science has proven this. <laughs> so let's roll into our top three. How about All number right. three favorite game of the year? I'm going to go first, because my pick is going to make everybody mad. They're going to turn off the podcast. They're going to unsubscribe. Yep, here we go. Because this game... Not only is this game the most hated game in the community of all of our listeners and everything, but it didn't even come out in 2016. I'm breaking all the rules. This is my show. I can do what I want. It's Overwatch. Oh, my goodness. It has to go on the list. And hey, you know, oh, it came out in 2016. Yeah, we played it in 2016, and we didn't like it enough to buy it. We played it in 2017, and we did. But I will say, just like I did last year when I talked about Titanfall 2 being on my games of the year, I got into that game because I got hooked over a free weekend. I got into Overwatch this year because I got hooked over a free weekend. I mean, these two games, at least for me, show you the power of what a free weekend can do. We played it before, didn't like it. You know, gave it like six months, another free weekend came around, played it again. It had been improved. You know, it felt different. It felt tighter. We had a lot more fun with it. And then we bought it, and now we play it all the time. I mean, it's just everyone knows Overwatch. Everyone knows why it's good. Everyone knows why people play it. I'm not going to go into it forever and ever, but it got its hooks in me this year like it didn't last year. I come home every day, and I want to play it. So it's going to be one of my games of the year. I've put in, got at least close to like 100 hours now over just when we got it in, I think, like March or May, sometime around there. So put a ton of hours into it. It's a great game. Been having a lot of fun with it. It's one of my games of the year. It's number three. Hey, man. I'll give, I'll give you props on that one. It's a good game. Solid game. Good choice. As you know, I'm, I'm your playing buddy in that one. It would rank higher for me, except for the fact that PvP games make me mad, and I can only play them with friends. So, you know, therefore, <laughs> if you're not on, that game doesn't really exist to me. <laughs> well, see, when you're not on, I, I play it until I get mad, and then I go, I'm only playing this with Eric. Yep. <laughs> then you do it again the next day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so close to a loot box, though. I can get myself oh, a free loot there box. There you go. Yeah, one more loot box, man. Mm-hmm. Just good as shiny. That's right. All right, Danny, let's hear it. Well, my number three out of my three games. I'm going to preface this with I really like RPGs, and that's pretty much all I play. Mm-hmm. So, I picked up Tales of Berseria this year, as soon as it came out, and the sad thing is I only played like 12 hours, and then I had my baby. <laughs> so... <laughs> now I'm picturing this in like a 12-hour spurt, like, she's coming, I gotta get it in. Uh, plant tails, plant tails. <laughs> it felt like that, oh, definitely. It's too late Water now. broke, it's too water late. broke, gotta get to a safe spot, gotta get to a safe spot. <laughs> No, I really like this. The first Tales game I played was Vesperia. 
So I really wanted to play another one, and I have really enjoyed the short time I've had with this game, and I do want to finish it. Man, you're a young Tales <laughs> gamer. Jeez, oh, pizza. I was getting, <laughs> I, I was know. waiting for you to say, like, I played Tales of Destiny, and, uh, and you're like, no, Tales of Vesper. I'm like, oh, okay, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah. You mean the last one? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty damn close, yeah. Oh, well, it's good to see that we got another Tales head. I kind of fell mm. off of Tales because... Like, I was talking with Matt. I don't know if you were on with us when we were talking about it, but the save points and having to just go back and forth and doing the monsters and over and over and over. It got to the point, too, where I'd like to have some beers when I play, and then I'd start to get yeah. all confuggled and tired and sleepy because I'm just, like, walking around in a circle saving and then just killing four enemies. And I want to get back yeah. into them, but, man. I think those are specifically the type of games that make me play them for a very long time. So the end of my play session is always 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. So even if I haven't been drinking beers, it's one of those, all right, I've got to get back to town. (laughs) Wake up. I'm in a field. Okay, i got to figure out why I'm here, where town is, where not to go. I think town's off to the east. Cutscene started. Oh, no. Oh, this isn't good. <laughs> no. This is the opposite of what I need yeah, right that's, now. That's uh. going to be the hardest part, getting back into it, is remembering where I am in the story. Oh, yeah. You know what? You just do it, Danny. You just got to turn that it's stuff true. around, and you just stand in town and talk to every NPC like three or four <laughs> yeah. times and go, does any of this ring a bell? Does anything spark anything? Okay. All right. Uh. Yeah, first. Awesome. Awesome. So number three for me, hmm, oh man, what a toughie. Oh, I guess I'm going to have to say Super Mario Odyssey. Surprise, surprise there. This game came out. I got it for the wife. She played the hell out of it, made me watch her play the entire game all the way through and help her, of course. So we did that, and then I picked it up for myself and started playing it, and now I'm about, meh. I got a, you know, 397 stars or so, or moons. Sorry, it's not stars. I was stars. just going to say, it's hey, not stars. Whoa, I knew you'd screw it up somehow. <laughs> yeah. I knew you'd mess oh, it up. Oh, God. We changed it to moons, but surprise, spoiler, there's a place where you can still get stars. Spoiler alert. Oh, oh. boy. Whoa, come on, buddy. Yeah, hey. I'm ruining it. I'm ruining it. If you haven't played it by now, you're not a true fan, so I don't really care about you. Oh, oh, oh. oh dang. Wow. Punching people in the face. In the face. <laughs> but this game is a masterpiece of platforming. There's there's nothing better. I think it's hands and fists above anything that's come before. I'm including the Odysseys and all the other 3D Marios, including the N64 one, which, of course, holds a little special place in my little heart. But my heart's so small mm. and gone that it doesn't hold that much power over me anymore like it does with some people. That's fair. So <laughs> this one takes the cake. Every single moon is just a joy. Some are super easy, but, you know, you get that feeling. It's like munching on your favorite chips, you know. Some of those moons, you get them while you're just rolling. But it's like, oh, there's another great chip. Um, nom, 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 nom. And then you hit some of the hard ones, and you actually got to use your brain, figure out how to get to it, figure out how to do some special jump, or find a bullet bill and take them over, blah, 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 blah. But so to continue this analogy, it's like you're trying to get an enormous mouthful there of cottage yes. cheese on that yeah, chip. On that you got to like, but it's but it's cross. It's Perfect. you got to reach for it. Yes. So you got to you got to balance it. Don't drop it on my pants. Yep. I got it. And oh, then, thank yeah, God. and you got to know when like to swoop in quick. 
You know, because sometimes yep. you swoop in quick, too quick, and then it falls way it, before it, it gets to everywhere. you. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like that. And then when you get that successful <laughs> giant chip full of your favorite dip or cottage cheese, whatever floats your boat, mm-hmm. man, do you feel good? No, you feel good <laughs> as that's just crunching down your mouth, all them calories yes. floating into that belly. Oh, it's just a beautiful thing. And that's the same thing with these moons, man. Awesome. You get that hard moon, and you're just like, oh, yeah. Who saw that? You see that? You see how awesome I am? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you go to work the next day. Hey, did you see me get that moon? Did you get that moon in that one place and do the one thing? Oh, that's right. You don't have the game. Nobody I know has the game but me. Never mind. I'll have Sam, a conversation with say, myself. Why do you play a dumb game? Why don't you just come here and work more? Just work more overtime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you haven't played Super Mario Odyssey and you got to switch, I'm telling you, just pick it up. Do yourself a favor. It is going to be on everybody's top games list all over the place, and it's on my top three for show. All right, rolling on into our number twos. What do you got first, Danny? So my number two is uh, three years old. Awesome. It is Dragon Age Inquisition. I finally beat it this year. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) The sad thing is I had to restart it like three or four different times for various reasons. Oh, goodness. <laughs> but, yeah, I I really, really enjoy the Dragon Age series. I've played pretty much everything I can possibly play that's Dragon Age. Mm. And I really liked this version of it. Um, my favorite part of this is now that they've introduced the Dragon Age Keep, you can go in and uh, it's like an online platform kind of thing. You go in and you can change how your story actually plays through. So you can go back and change choices you made throughout the series mm. and customize your world. That's cool. So I did that for Inquisition and it was a blast. Awesome. Nice. Now, does this one, because I didn't play Inquisition, I, f- I kind of stopped after the uh, second one. Does this one mm-hmm. tie in? The first two stories, because, of course, spoilers, the heroes from the other ones, you know, da-da-da-da, come on. If you haven't played Dragon Age once again, I don't even care about you guys. Like, it's, just, it's too much. That's true. <laughs> this that's game true. is years old, okay? It's over. Dragon Age 1 is required playing, as far as I'm concerned. If you like RPGs, you need to play that. You need to sink those 80 hours into that one playthrough oh, yeah. that you get. And if you don't do it, then just... I, I don't talk to you. That's it. Don't play any of the other ones. <laughs> well, that too, yeah. Yeah, the it's a just one giant story between all of them. Okay. It, it incorporates the first couple stories very well. I should probably get it and finish the story, huh? <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> I, th- I think this one's going to be like Mass Effect for me, where I played the first two, and I'm kind of imagining where it's going to go, and then I'm just mm-hmm. afraid that if I finish it, I'll just be like, oh, they didn't go where I wanted them to go. Ah. It has the possibility of doing that. I mean, it, it does include a lot of the favorites from the previous two games. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed the story still, with even with what they did with the characters. Okay. So what you're telling me, Matt, is you think that uh, the hero in Dragon Age 3 is going to come up to a wall and one's going to be purple, red, and green, and he's going to have to pick one? He's like, go through the purple wall. And then they've guess, done it before. And then nothing <laughs> happens. And then you go through the red wall, and nothing happens. And, and, and then the ending is just, it's tinged red and purple yeah. and green. Woohoo. And everybody dies. Oh. 
I think my main concern with that one is my Grey Warden in Dragon Age Origins and Awakening, the, the really mm-hmm. excellent DLC that followed up, was such a badass and did such cool stuff and made such really good choices that I feel like, you know, because there's so many different choices you can make at the end of that game or as you're going through that game to accommodate all of those in the wrap-up game, there's no Mm -hmm. way you could do it. So I feel like it's going to be like, hey, look, here comes the Grey Warden. And also with him is this person. I didn't make that choice. Too bad. They're buddies. And oops, (laughs) they're dead now. They died in the big explosion at the end. (laughs) Woo! But they saved the day, man. That's all that's important. That's not good enough. (laughs) My guy would have saved the day in a way more badass way. He would have thrown the second hero from part two into the bull and then got away and save the day. Well, that's what I said when I was talking about Femship when I was writing up my 30 game answers. Oh, my badass Femship, she would have been like, what's that hologram boy? Smash your projector, smash this whole station, take over the universe on her own. I'm not picking one of your three stupid choices. Uh-uh. That's right. <laughs> Homie don't play that. Hit you with a sock full of rocks. Pow! That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Number two. Man, I don't know. This is a toughie. Holy doody do. Horizon Zero Dawn. Duh. That's what I was expecting. <laughs> yep. Uh, once again, it comes down to this. If a game gets me to come home and go, hey, what do I do? Sit here, watch TV, play a video game, go to sleep, read a book. And every single time the answer is go play a video game, it did something right. And Horizon mm-hmm. did that for me time and time and time and time again, over and over, because the robots were so darn cool. Oh, man, look at me. Oh, I'm Aloy. Pew, pew, pew with my arrows, shooting you dumb robots. Oh, so awesome. <laughs> Setting up traps, throwing out my freaking little, little handmade bombs, going and solving puzzles in these crappy little caves, all the stupid audio that you listen to to get the awesome story. Fantastic. <laughs> Eric, if it's stupid audio, why did you think it was awesome? Because it is awesome. I just wanted it all at once. I didn't want to have to go find it, man. I wanted it so to know awesome. the story. <laughs> it was so awesome you overcame the stupidity of finding audio logs. Every single to, audio log. To uncover yes, more awesomeness. Exactly. Because yes. you know what? It does get tiresome sometimes. When you're like, I need to know the story. And so you're sitting there in your little scout mode just scouring every part of the map that you're in, making sure you did not miss an audio log, and then going to the next room and doing the same exact thing over and over again. <laughs> so you're telling me this is the X-ray visor from Super Metroid? Yes. And in every, I'm going to run 10 feet. And then... <laughs> run 10 more feet. <laughs> That's right. That's what I did. Excellent. Found all the audio logs, damn it. And another sign that this game was fantastic is because I platinumed it. I don't platinum games. I'm not a platinum. I'm not even a trophy kind of guy. If it's like there and I get it, you know, it's obviously cool. And I'm like, yeah, I got a trophy. But I don't hunt them. I don't find them. But this game, I was like, oh, it deserves a platinum. So I looked up all the things I needed to do and I did all the things and I got a platinum. And I enjoyed getting a platinum because the world is gorgeous. Every single zone, every single time you stop, there's like a Kodak moment. And it's that good. And then, of course, the DLC Frozen Wilds just hit recently. And the snow in that game is bar none. I mean, it is just wow. I hope every game going forward takes the code they used and somehow implements it into whatever engine they're using and then copycats it because that was fantastic. 
not only was the snow fantastic, but of course the DLC itself was fantastic. It was just a little weird where they said it because it didn't come after the game. It was like right before the end of the game. So it was kind of strange that you're just like, ah, oh, screw this. And you wandered off. But in their defense, as I've mentioned before, they did at least say, hey, here's the reason why you're doing this. And it's because you're a goofy guy. Whoop. So it was a fun time. Graphics are fantastic. The battle system is great. Everything about it was just fun. The performances, the music, all of it just puts you in that world. I loved it. I can't wait to hopefully get into Horizon 2 someday, but, you know, fingers crossed, right? That's right. So number two for me, we got to go back to early January this year. Sitting there on Twitter, one of the people I follow on Twitter is Darren Foreman from the Cane and Rinse podcast years and years ago. He's not on it anymore. At Cayenne Amo on Twitter. Give him a shout-out real quick. He's never going to hear the show. He's never going to see this, but shout-out to him. My number two game got sold to me in a two-minute video that this man retweeted. The number two game is Yakuza 0. The video that was shown to me, you can go into a bowling alley and you can bowl. If you get a turkey, you get a specialty little scene with the bowling alley chick. It says, oh, hey, when you get a turkey, you win a turkey. And Kiryu's there. He's like, oh, man, a turkey with delicious crispy skin and juicy moist flesh inside. Awesome. And she goes, hey, here's your turkey. And the camera cuts, and there's a live chicken standing on the desk. And he goes, (laughs) this is a lot fresher than I thought it would be. And she goes, oh, yeah, you know, we placed the order, and this is what we got. And he goes, that's also a chicken. What, what is going on? And if you haven't seen the scene, you need to watch the scene because it gets better and better the longer it goes. And it gets even crazier than that because you get this chicken, and you can use this chicken as a property manager in the property management minigame that's in this game. So he can actually watch your stores for you and protect them. It's ridiculous. This game is so over-the-top and ridiculous, but also, at the exact same time, super dead serious. Like, all the main storyline quests, it's, you know, it's gangster mafia fiction set in the 80s, super serious. They're trying to track down this and that, and oh, getting betrayed by this clan, getting betrayed by your buddies, all this, you know, intense, really just deep and gritty stuff. And then you can go down to the karaoke hall and just sing some karaoke. You can go down to the Mahjong parlor and play some Mahjong. You can go to the disco dance place and do a little disco dance minigame. You can meet a dominatrix on the street who sucks at her job, and you can teach her how to be a really good dominatrix. It's, there's so much stuff to do. It's, I mean, it's, it sounds dumb to say it because it is a Japanese game, but it is so Japanesey. Like, all the fun, goofy side stuff you can do, just the quirkiness of everything. And the other thing for me, it's set in the 80s, so you're seeing women walk around with the big old shoulder pad, you know, pantsuit stuff going on. It's just everything about this game totally appealed to me. It just put me in that world. It put me in that town. You got two different characters you can play as, both with unique skill trees, both with unique fighting styles. There's so much you can do, so much time you can sink into this game, and every single second of it, I had a blast with. Yakuza 0... It's almost my number one, but it's my number two this year. Now, it's funny you mentioned that because you've been talking about Zero and then Kiwami all year long, freaking just mm-hmm. nonstop. And I'm like, man, maybe I should get in on this. And I said, well, Eric, Yakuza 6 is coming out. And Yakuza 6 was actually meant to be on this particular system, the PS4 and you know this generation. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking I'm going to hold out, and I'm thinking I'm going to come in fresh with you on Yakuza 6. With the okay. graphics and the fidelity of this generation, you know, of gaming, blah, 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 blah. Now, I will say, Zero does have fantastic graphics. I think it was made for 
you know, the three, three and four, mm-hmm. but the graphics in Yakuza Zero are fantastic. I mean, it's some of the best in at least the cutscenes. Some of the best facial animation and just like the the way the graphics look on the faces. Some of the best I've ever seen. It's just outstanding. The only reason I would say maybe get zero instead of six is that six is the end of Kiryu's story. You know, so you're going to see a lot of stuff from all through the past coming up to this culminating episode. But whereas zero is a prequel to everything. So there's hints of stuff that will come later, but it's just, you know, you're kind of fresh. You're just that dude. But hey, if I can get more people on the Yakuza train, just jump on that train with me. We'll just keep on chugging. We'll keep on chugging down the tracks. Going down that Yakuza boat. I want a chicken as a pet and I want him to guard my property. So it sounds like (laughs) something right up my alley. (laughs) Hell yeah. And I didn't even say the Cabaret King minigame that you can play as Majima. I have sunk so many hours just into that. It's like a little like hostess management game. Like customers come in, oh, I want a hostess who's this, this, this. And you've groomed and trained your hostesses to be good at this or that or the other thing. You send them to the table. You make money rain down from the skies. They're so happy. You're sending them crazy gifts. You're spending them all kinds of stuff. That's so much fun just in and of itself. I probably sunk like 20 hours into that just doing that, even after I maxed out the storyline. It's so much fun. Everything about this game is so much fun. Ah, oh, I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, Yakuza Zero, man. What can I say? <laughs> holy cow. All right. Well, holy majosis, man. That leaves game number one of the year. No, no. Before we do that, though, before we get to our number oh, ones. Oh, you're right. Let's do it. We we got to hear from the community, from our one of our lovely patrons, Steve Cadwilder, who sent us this blurb via email. Hey guys, this is Steve Cadwilder. First off, just wanted to say that I love the podcast. Always makes me laugh. Uh, my favorite games of 2017 were Battleborn, may rest in peace, uh, Fortnite, and Broforce. Beautiful. Well, Steve, I would say fantastic, but Battleborn took our game of the year one of the games of the year last year because we sunk yep. so much time in that game and rocked it out constantly. And I'm glad to hear that some people are still rocking that game out constantly and deem it their game of the year this year as well. You you go, freaking Battleborn, man. <laughs> yeah, I will say props to Steve. He is one of the diehards, not only just on Battleborn, but he was one of the men in Fortnite who I would, he would always be tweeting stuff about it. And he, like, see, he got the cool llama head ninja, like, the day after we recorded the show where I said, I want the llama head ninja. And he went, hey, look, I just got it, man. Hey, hey. And I went, oh, Steve, I hate you so much. But good to see that he's digging his hands into Battleborn, into Fortnite. And Broforce, I think, came out a couple years ago. But that game is over-the-top ridiculous. I had a lot of fun with it when it came free on PS Plus. I don't know if either of you two got into that. But that was just over-the-top action, ridiculous. Homages to old 80s action heroes. So good. So good. That's still kind of one I would like to try out. It was one we talked about playing was Broforce back in the day, and it never quite happened. I don't know why, whatever circumstances, but I'd like to maybe get in on that one, especially if it was, it's over the top though, right? It's not a uh, uh, top-down view. It's not like a contra oh, no, view, it's, right? It, I mean, it is a contra view. It's side-on. So you're jumping is through it? and like blowing up huge chunks of the landscape. I think you can blow each other up, but that'd be oh, fun for you and me to just. But that's why. Then that's probably why we didn't play it back then. Okay. Well, I think that was also during the Player X days, and we can't trust him to not blow us up. That's what so. I was saying. Is it was yeah, during okay. Player X days, and we yeah. tried that with uh, the Magic game with the, Magica. Yeah, Magica, and that went poorly. So 
Plus, pr- pressing four buttons in a row is yeah. really hard to remember how to do that. Especially when you're drinking beers, and then all of a sudden you're supposed to get these seven-button combinations for some of your spells. It was just silly. <laughs> Broforce would have been a better choice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. So any thoughts, Danny, on Steve's picks? No. <laughs> There it is, a classic. You better leave. Giggle. You better leave that Perfect. in the show. Yep. Leave that's that in. There you go, Steve. That's a classic, Danny, right there. That's how she rolls. She approves of your your games of the year, my friend. Listen to that. The applause awesome. she's giving you. Oh, it's just beautiful. Good job. Well picked, sir. Thank you very much for sending those in too. That was fantastic. Yes, definitely. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and hey, if anybody wants to react to our games of the year and send in your games of the year, tell us why your games are better than our games, you can still do that. We'll plop it in as like bonus content for future episodes. Send us some emails. Send us your, you know, your actual voice like Steve did. It'll be a grand old time. But until that time, it's time for our number ones. Oh, what do you yeah. Got, Eric? All right. So thought about this long and hard. Took many moons to really nail it down. But in the end, Persona 5! Rig a dig, 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 dog, baby, yeah, yeah. I knew it. I knew it. How could this game not be game of the year? It is, as we've talked about at nauseum, the best RPG that's ever graced the surface of any console gaming unit ever, period. It is a masterpiece of its genre. The UI is fantastic. The music is fantastic. The art style and direction is fantastic. The story is entertaining, fun, engaging. Oh, the characters are memorable. Me and Kawakami are going to live forever. You know, she is my in-game <laughs> wife and will be forever. I can't wait to see what happens with her next. You know, I sit here and I follow the RPG site. I follow the Atlas site. You know, I'm I'm over here just like, hey, are they going to release something? Oh, they got an anime coming? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't even know what to do. Oh, I'm sweating. I'm so excited. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. They have a dance game coming out, too. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm sweating on that one. I'm ready ready for that one. (laughs) Now, let me tell you this. This is is how bad it is. This is how bad it is. I would never Uh in my life touch no freaking harmony dance game, no freaking beatbox jukebox game. I don't care what. That is not what Eric Batten does or plays. But then they said, hey, it's got Persona 5 people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I said I gotta talk to Matt see if he could teach me how to like kind of get into these things so I could play this. Yep. Oh man. Uh, I hear they've added a little bit of story into it. Too, yeah, that's, so it won't just all mm-hmm. be dance. I know. I'm gonna dance my little butt off so I can figure out what happens to my boys and girls. Oh, <laughs> uh, for for everything we've talked about a thousand times, this game is amazing, and I just I hope I hope and I hope and I hope and I hope that the next Persona is as good. Or even better, and then I've got a small hope that the the next Shin is it Shin Tensei? You're gonna have to help me, Matt. Shin Tagami. What's it? I'm just gonna sit here and shake my Damn head. Damn it, Matt! Just keep trying, Eric. You'll get Shin it eventually. Shin Tagami Tensei or something like that. You got yes. it! You got it! Oh my god, I can't believe it. <laughs> I hear this is like the smaller brother to the Persona series, even though it was the original and the Persona was an offshoot of it. But Persona's kind of taken off, whereas this one's kept mm-hmm. mostly to like a cult level or not. Man, probably better in a cult. Whatever. I hope that this next one is as good as Persona 5 because it's on the Switch, which uh, is yeah, just man. a dream come true. Playing an RPG of that caliber, oh my goodness. Oh, 
I can't wait. I love it. I will say the only thing I've heard regarding Shin Megami Tensei versus the Persona series is that Shin Megami Tensei is a lot more like hardcore, more battle-oriented. It's not as, you know, free time, story time. It's more like linear story progression and then really tough battles. So it's not going to be the same feel or the same vibe, but I haven't heard anybody say anything bad about Shin Megami Tensei other than that it is usually really hard. Mm. So you're not going to get the same thing, but you might still get a really quality RPG. Awesome. Well, time will tell, my friend. Time will tell. But I'll tell you this. It is my game of the year, and it... It really wasn't actually even in contention with anything else. It was just going to be game of the year. Horizon, obviously, was my second, and that was the only thing that even gave it a some run for the money. But it was no, it was no question. When I can remember characters' names for more than like a month or two after I've played a game, that's yeah, true. You, you've done something because I don't remember nothing. I don't remember nobody's names. I don't remember nothing about nothing. <laughs> Now, for my number one, I will say this one did struggle a little bit with Yakuza 0 just because I went back and watched that cutscene with the chicken just tonight, and I went, literally everything in that game was amazing. But when you talk about games where literally everything is amazing, this year, you can't talk about any game other than dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, Persona 5, for all the reasons you just said, and then for... Other reasons on top of that, you didn't even touch on it, the way it streamlines all the RPG mechanics. We've talked about it in a million shows, but the way it makes random battles fun, finding out the weaknesses of enemies and exploiting them, and then, oh, look, I ran into a bunch of, you know, another batch of Jack Frosts. Well, I know their weakness, so I can just hit the weakness button. It'll automatically select the right persona, the right skill, or the right ability, or the right this or that. Boom. Now they're all down. Now we pile on, or we talk to them, or we do any kind of cool thing, and battles just go pop, 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 pop. You're in and out. You're in and out. That's fantastic. It streamlines the travel in a way that's really fun, because you can wander through all the town and talk to all the people and listen to all the rumors on the street, or you can just pop out your phone, go on your cool little map, see who is in those locations before you even go there. Oh, look, Kawakami's going to be over here, but Ryuji's going to be down here, and I'll get a level up with Ryuji if I talk to him because I can see that on the fast travel map right there. Well, sorry, Kawakami, i got to go talk to Ryuji and get my level up. Boom, go in, get all the cool story, hang out with your buddy. Everything about, about it is fantastic. Even just the way the menus are designed, like if you go into your menu and it's got every single screen has a cool transition into and out of it, has cool, unique artwork in that screen. You're flipping through your confidants, you see their pictures as you're flipping through them. You know, your main character is, you know, he's got a cool pose on the equipment screen. He's got a cool pose on the ability screen. Everything about it is cool. Everything about it is slick. Everything about it is streamlined. And just that whole world is just... Everything about this game is perfect. I can't think of a thing that I did not like about Persona 5. And as I've said before, I put in about 125 hours into that game, and I want to put in 125 more. I want to play this game forever. So Persona 5, 100% game of the year this year. What else could it possibly be? What else could it be, Danny? What's your number one? <laughs> uh, Jumanji. Oh. Boo. <laughs> Boo. No, I'm kidding. Persona 5 is, of course, my game of the year. I I, want to tell you a little story (laughs) about my experience. So I I got the game because you guys have been talking about it left and right. 
Mm-hmm. And I started playing, got a couple hours in. I'm like, this is really boring. How are they loving this thing? <laughs> and this was before I got my persona. So obviously. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I actually put it down for a couple weeks because I just didn't get it. <laughs> and then I cried, Danny. <laughs> Then I picked it back up, and I have been playing ever since, and I cannot get enough of it. I dream about it. I play the background music while I'm walking around <laughs> doing my daily stuff. I just, I it's, live in Persona 5. <laughs> I do. It's ridiculous. I put Ryuji's little face, I stick him on my glasses so I see him everywhere I go. Oh, hi, Ryuji. How's it going? Yeah, just change the baby. You know how it is. Ha <laughs> mom stuff. Yeah, it's it's one of the greatest uh, RPGs I've ever played. It's very addicting, and I can't wait to see what happens to all the characters. So let me tell you, oh, actually, yeah. it's a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, we're just no! going to segue into the spoiler cast right now. Hey, didn't you think it was cool when pl- when Person X died? Woohoo! <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I want Futaba on my glasses. That's who I want right there. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Futaba is pretty cool. You just put like a little uh, speech bubble, like, "Hey, try not to kill your coworkers." Oh, thanks, you guided me through <laughs> exactly. another day. Awesome. <laughs> you helped me. You helped me, Futaba, because I was you literally on the verge. <laughs> you helped me navigate this horrible exactly. dungeon I had to go into. Yes. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> it, and see, it is actually like mementos. You get out of work and you're just like, "I don't even want to do anything. I'm too tired." Too tired to even play a video game yep. or read a book. You gotta go straight to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you can make coffee or go to bed. I can't even make no, coffee. No, I can't even make coffee. coffee. <laughs> Just straight to bed. That's what I call my girl Kawakami, and I'm all right. Right now it's called Jim Beam, but you know what I'm saying? Well, see, I was going to say you go home and your wife gives you one of those special massages hey, and you're good to go. Hey. Oh, hey oh. Hey, that's PG. This is not a radar podcast, man. What are we talking about? I'm saying like a foot massage. You're on your feet all day you know hey that's all yeah, it is exactly you're right okay mm-hmm. oh god look at that how'd that happen how did all of our games of the year end up being freaking persona 5 Man. i was a little bit worried with you with horizon i thought i figured persona would pull through but i thought maybe horizon would beat it out and for danny i just didn't know if she had enough time put into it i figured dragon age might slip through because like you said, you, pl- you you played it four different times, and you know. I know. I, I'm 70 hours into Persona Five. Oh yeah, Excellent. trust me, I know. Good. Every time I get on, Danny Persona Five, Danny Persona Five, I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> yep, there she is. <laughs> that hooks in. It's all the way uh, in. That's how it should be. And then she's drawing pictures about it. Yep. Oh yeah, we're good. Okay. Yep, yep. She's just being dragged along the bottom. She ain't, she doesn't even care anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just sitting there with Reese. Shh, shut up. I gotta go through mementos. No, don't uh I'll change I'll change you in four hours. Yeah. Come on. That's the thing I love about it though. I can sit there and click through the story while I'm holding her. So I'm like, yep, yep, reading the story. Yep, you're cool, reading the story. <laughs> yeah, nice. you're fine. Here's past fire. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> Mommy needs five more minutes. There we go. <laughs> gotta find a save point. Hold on. Yep. <laughs> 
and then I will feed you. <laughs> That's the beauty of turn-based battles. Oh, well, okay, it's my turn. All right, I can feed, change diaper, bounce around. Mm-hmm. All right, attack, 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 attack. Oh, it is perfect, yep. that game. Perfect, perfect, God bless. Absolutely. So there you have it, everybody. Third Shift says Persona 5 is the best game, the definitive game of the year. And if you disagree, well, that's too darn bad because we can do whatever we want to do. Man. And yeah, we even got Joe Zost to buy it. He tweeted me a picture of himself with it in his cart for checkout. He went, you made me do this. Yes. like, yes, you just made the best decision you've ever made in your entire life. You really did, Joe. You won't be sad. I promise. I promise. Mm -hmm. Goodness. And you know what? Before Before we start wrapping things up, I know we don't want to go too long in the tooth here, but I did want to just say, this coming up year, what is one or two tops games that you are really looking forward to? <laughs> now, now, and I want to preface this with actual games that are legitimately already you know announced coming out, not speculation because mm. that's another episode for another time. Actual yes. games that you see that are slated for 2018. Well, I'll go first so Danny has more chance to think because right. she's got her thinking I know, face I'm on. trying to blink. <laughs> I, well, that's all right. <laughs> well, here, here's one we talked about earlier on the show, Yakuza 6. I have already pre-ordered the After Dark Collector's Edition that comes with whiskey glasses and whiskey stones and coasters and an art book and a steel book case. I'm all in on that, 100%. You knew I was going to be. Anybody who's seen my collection of the Yakuza games knows. And then the other one that... I keep forgetting about, but I got reminded of and retweeted. I think it was earlier last week at some point. It was a tweet from uh, Bandai Namco saying, Hey, we're only one month away from the launch of Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Oh I, I have been talking about that game. I want that game. It's the best looking Dragon Ball Z fighter I have ever seen in my entire life. It looks like the anime. Just They just ripped the anime out and put it in a game. Everything about that looks freaking amazing. So there's two from me. I am drawing a blank on anything else, you know, that's 100% confirmed to come out. I know, I know there's at least one other game that I'm just blanking on, but those are the two for me that stand out right now. Awesome. Well, I'll go and we'll let Danny wrap it up since she needs a little more time, a little more time to come up with something I think she's excited about. So let me Google give search. You what Alexa, <laughs> what video games are coming out in 2018? What would I like? <laughs> hang on. Hang on. I'm doing a Google one. Google, what would Eric like to play? Okay, okay. All right, here we go. (laughs) Google's told me the two games, and we'll keep it at two. Two games right off the bat, 100% this year I'm freaking stoked about. Bayonetta 3. Oh, yes. Because, oh, my God, I love Bayonetta. It's just ridiculous. I've said it before. I'll say it again. That game, playing through, had me laughing so many times at the ridiculousness of everything she says and does, and the combat system, the combos, you know, you put through everything was just a, a fun. It was just fun. Everything about it was fun. It was sassy. It was so sassy and saucy. Oh man, I just had a blast with that game. <laughs> it was so sassy, you turned into a Louisiana old, old like old voodoo woman. Oh my goodness. I, I used to live down there. I could do it. <laughs> but that when it was announced that was a get hype moment for me i lost yeah, my mind was. man i was just oh, I was in tears wanting to play this game i look forward to playing one and two that are being re-released for the switch but three is where the cookie's at because you know i've already done one and two via watching one and playing the other 
I was just gonna say you have not played two. We've established. Yes, we've this. established. Did not play it. Which I still, <laughs> I still just am finagled about. It. I feel like there's a time warp somewhere. I don't understand, but it's all right. <laughs> this is this is the parallel universe, Eric. One of you bought a Wii U and you did not. Yeah, and apparently and so at like some point we cross-referenced. Uh huh. <laughs> like I have vivid memories of playing it and just like seeing it and having fun. Oh my god! I'll take it back to Steins Gate. You've got reading Steiner. You've got memories from the other timeline. Yep. There it is. Oh, I'm, I'm pulling it full circle. Look at that. Look at that. Bringing it around. So they got that, and then Dragon Quest Eleven. It's already out in Japan, but it's coming over here to America. And for anybody who doesn't know, Dragon Quest, I think it was nine or eight. Oh gosh, eight, eight was the one you played forever yes. ago on the PS2. Yes, it was Dragon Quest Eight. Dragon Quest. I've played nine, and I've played. Uh, one of the other ones on the uh, DS. God, I can't remember what it is, but I think I think that was nine yeah. on the DS. But Dragon Quest Eight, I have just sun rose tinted sunglasses for that game. I sat there day in and day out at an apartment with a buddy of mine at the time, and he just sat on the couch watching me, and I played hours and hours of games, much like you did with the Yakuza when you had those mini games. There was this mini game you go to a little hotel and do the little uh, casino things to get your Metal mm-hmm. Gear, and I just sat in there for hours just playing casino games over and over and over and over again, trying to get my Metal Gear, Ultimate Weapon crap, this and that. What a blast. I love that game. I love the old-school RPG-ness of it. I love the beautiful, beautiful artwork. The music was fantastic. The bad guys are always just a lot of fun. So, of course, Dragon Quest Eleven. Boom, it's coming to the West. I'm super peeled that it's already playable out in the East, and they're all already probably bored and done with the game, and I don't even get to see it until sometime in 2018. But that's all right, because when it comes out, that's when our, I'm going to get the collector's edition and get my little plush slimy and all the other cool things oh, that yeah. come with it. It's going to be fantastic. So what about you, Danny? <laughs> I've been waiting for this game to come out for, I don't know, my whole life. <laughs> okay. All right. Kingdom Hearts 3 <sighs> is supposed to be released <laughs> next year. So I, I'm just going to cross my fingers and hope it's actually going to release this time. Yeah, well, that needs to be both of yours because it's not happening, Danny. They've said it's coming out every year for 5,000 years. Okay? 5,000 years. <laughs> I don't even believe in it anymore. I don't even believe it's real. I think it's just a, a fairy tale. I think they're trying to create like a myth behind it, a legend or something. I don't even know. It's weird. So it's going to be like Half-Life 3. Yes. It's just never going to come out. But, you know, <laughs> this year it's going to get confirmed, guys. I swear. I swear. Now, see, this is one thing I'm glad I never got on the original Kingdom Hearts or Kingdom Hearts 2 because everyone I know who's played those is a, every single year, Kingdom Hearts 3 off. Oh, Come on, man, come on. I just want it so bad. And I'm just like, oh, you know, this game's never going to come out. What's your problem? (laughs) (laughs) Go play Punch-Out or something. Hey. I I admit, Danny, I'm in there with you. I'm a a Keyblade hero myself. I I love that series. (laughs) I've played played the ones on the Game Boy DS and the, uh, the previous, what was it, before the DS. I played those. I've been on pretty much all of them, and the story's convoluted, makes no sense, and almost... Mm-hmm. Any regard, unless you're like a scientist and can sit down and really yep. just sort through it. And they promise lots of things that never happen. They show you like awesome, cool little cutscenes of some crazy medieval battle with all these Keyblade wielders who killed each other, and and then they never talk about it ever again. It's it's really awesome. Yep. It's really awesome. Yep. 
Way to just just build up all the things. Yeah, you have to play like all 500 games in order to understand what the story is. And then is. it still doesn't make sense. Because there's, you, you know what? The best thing ever gets involved, Danny. And it's called time travel and wormholes. Yep. And once that happens, exactly. it doesn't matter. Nothing matters anymore. Yep, yep. It's called the Terminator effect. Doesn't matter. <laughs> now, do you actually have a second one or, or was that it? I don't. I mean, I I'm happy to hear that uh, Dragon Quest is coming out with a game because I I watched someone play Dragon Quest Eight, and I played Blue Dragon. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you should get and on I put it. Many hours into that two disc game, <laughs> which was crazy for the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, then they went on to beat that with four disc games. Woo, man. <laughs> yeah, my freaking my freaking Lost Odyssey that I still haven't finished. I got to disc 2 and I was got distracted by this that or the other thing. It's still there in my in my little game case. One of these days I'm going to dust off my 360 and I'm going to finish all four discs of that. Cuz nothing <laughs> nothing will come out that will distract yeah, me from that. that that's going to go that. perfectly just no. like your Xenogears marathons you do, right? You're gonna get. Yeah, I'm at the that. last boss. I'm right outside the last boss dungeon. I just gotta go in and kill him. That's yeah, all it is. You're gonna get to it one of these days. But I could farm forever and get like a really good engine for my gears. See? Speaking of that, I want to give a shout out to Xenoblade Chronicles Two. God, it's good. This doesn't have to go in the episode. I just want to say it's really good, guys. Okay. <laughs> all right. There we go. Perfect. I just want to say my little claptrap collection is really cool over here, and then my my, ba- my Battleborn figurines are really good. And shout out to shout my out. DVDs. What? Shout out to you DVDs. No, it ties in because Xenoblade Chronicles has characters from Xenogears and Xenosaga and all them in it. They're like little uh, they're like? Easter eggs and stuff. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bet Fei Fong Wong still doesn't like Gears or fighting. Probably not. Huh. In, in joke, Sino Gears in joke from forever ago. Awesome. And Cosmos is actually in it. In it. Oh yeah, you yeah. told me about that. So right? I mean, it, it's it's awesome. It's good. So that's why I tied it. And you said Zeno Gears, and I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it, man. So that wraps up our game of the year show, our game of the year special, all of our favorite games and mo- and some of our most anticipated games actually. So, what are your guys' favorite games of the year? What's your most anticipated games? What are you looking forward to? Why did our picks suck? Why are your picks better? Let us know. You can let us know via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Heck yeah, and as you guys and gals all know, we do have a Patreon set up where you treat it like a tip jar. If you feel like you had a good time, you liked what one of us said, disliked what one of us said, go throw us money, because money solves all your problems, good or bad. So therefore, go throw us a dollar, five dollars, a thousand dollars, whatever you can spare, that's fantastic. And you know what? If you can't spare a thing, that's fine too, because money's important for everybody, and we all got to pay them bills because only the man gets away with not paying the bills, and you and I ain't the man. So therefore, it's all good in the neighborhood. You can help us out by throwing us mailback questions, by giving us feedback on all sorts of different places like Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Blasey, Blasey, thumbs up, five-star ratings, all those good things. We appreciate it all, and to our current patrons, you guys and girls are fantastic. We love each and every one of you. We're very, very thankful for what you guys have done and given to us. It motivates us. It makes us feel good about ourselves. Helps us, obviously, with the show. Keep things running. Keep the lights on. And we just look forward to 
getting more episodes out there for you guys and gals to enjoy. And speaking of more episodes, this podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 5th of January for our very next episode. If we don't die doing quarter end and just working a million hours with no respite, Eric, you and me, I don't know. It might just be a Danny-only show. Mm-hmm. Also, that Thursday, I need to watch Wrestle Kingdom 12, so I might, I'll actually come in super happy and like super motivated because I'm like, oh, yeah, rest and recharge. All right, do a podcast. All right, cool. Uh, 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 uh. But, of course, you can find that episode with me all spazzed out on a wrestling high on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. And as Eric said, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. And, as always, when we got a guest on this episode, Danny, how can people find you? How can people find out what you're doing? What do you do? Where do you, where do, you do it at? Uh, you can mostly find me on my Twitter, which is Usukoi84, and you can also find me on Light Up the Galaxy, and that's L-I-T-E. That's where I handle most of my art and anime stuff. So, yeah. See you there. It sounds like a weed <laughs> reference. Do you smoke a lot of weed, Danny? No comment. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> More like blaze up the galaxy exactly, 420. You know oh, oh man! <laughs> and I just want to say those five star ratings, everybody, they are very, very important. You guys have heard the tales, and I just want to remind you: little children, old men and women, hobos, the lost—they give themselves up to become five stars for you to give to us, and not just them. Not just well, them. not just failed them. podcasts Fail, too. And we just saw a like, new failed uh, podcast, didn't we, Matt? Man, what was it called? What was it called? Uh, the payload? Uh-huh. What is? It? Oh yeah. man, what happened to you well, guys? Oh, they they floated up to the sky and became a five became star five ratings. And you know what? You can go grab that five star and give it to us, and help brighten our day and keep us away from the devil, keep us away from that mountain of becoming a lost soul ourselves. Help us help you, so we can keep making this wonderful podcast. Yes, absolutely. And hey, if unless anybody's got anything else, there's nothing left to say but don't forget to say. Shut up and sit down. Excellent.